And hello everyone and welcome to the Truth Will Set You Free Bible Prophecy TV Radio Edition. I'm Vic Batista along with Nathan Jones. And yes, we are transmitting live from our station here on www.twave.tv, tweetcasting.tv, and our various network. We're excited to have you tuned in to today's program as we're going to be looking at a verse-by-verse study in the incredible prophetic book, of second peter so we encourage you to stay tuned and also we encourage you to find a bible and follow along with us as we look at biblical prophecy so before we continue i'm going to ask nathan jones if he will open us up with a word of prayer lord jesus we thank you so much for this opportunity to dive into a new section of the bible second peter we thank you for the message that you've given the apostle peter the sacrifices that uh, he made lord to share the gospel and his love for you and we've been willing to Give up his life, Lord, to share. And so we pray, too, Lord, that we will be strong as Christians, convicted mm. in teaching your word, Lord. And we thank you for it in your precious name. Mm. Amen. Again, you tune into The Truth Will Set You Free, Bible Prophecy, TV, Radio Edition, Vic Batista, Nathan Jones, as we're looking at the prophetic book of Second Peter. And today's program is sponsored by Calvary Chapel Aventura, Calvary Chapel Broward, and The Truth Will Set You Free Ministry. You can find more information here on www.twave.tv. Also, want to encourage those of you that are in the area, especially this weekend in the area of Hollandale or Aventura, would love for you to come and visit us. We're located at 1000 Foster Road, Hollandale, Florida, 33009. And we're going to have a wonderful weekend prepared. So make sure you also give us a call at 305-992-9537 for more information and be part of our studies. And of course, on Wednesdays, the Truth Will Set You Free would like to invite you to be part of their Bible study as they're making their way through the Minor Prophets, the Book of Haggai. We encourage you to drop by if you're in the area. Studies are at 7.30 in the evening, same location. And of course, for those of you who want to make your way out to the movies, check out this incredible movie, Vanish, that is coming out actually today. And as well as the uh, incredible uh, movie, Voiceless. And all those you can Google and find more information as they're going to be playing probably in your location. So... A lot of wonderful things that are happening, but more than that, we're excited about today's program. And also, I want to welcome Nathan Jones to our program. Nathan, it's great to have you on. It's great to be on, brother. Hey, tell me about this Voiceless. I haven't heard of Vanished. I have that new Tim LaHaye movie about the rapture, but what is this Voiceless? Voiceless is this wonderful movie about pro-life. It has to do with the issue of abortion in America. And it's a, a great, great movie that is going to be coming out uh, now just a, a week or so. October 7th, I believe, is going to be airing. And they're doing a fantastic job uh, in that movie and also tackling, Nathan, issues that really are very important in America that people are trying to brush under the rug, if you will. Yes, the sad thing about this current election is I've heard so little talk about abortion. Yeah. Yes, because both candidates support it. So it's good to hear this movie out that will raise that interest and awareness again. Absolutely. So, Nathan, yeah. And it's nice to have some nice, clean Christian movies that have a solid uh, message as well. Mm -hmm, Definitely. Absolutely. So, Nathan, talk to me. How was your week? You and I were uh, on a little bit earlier doing a sound test, and we were bragging about the weather both in Florida and in Texas. (laughs) Well, Texas goes right from summer to winter and then winter to summer with a week or two of interlude, and we've actually finally got into that interlude as we drop from 90 down to 50, so uh, that's just part of living in Texas. I miss fall, man. I, I know you don't get any fall either down there in Miami, but 
you live in a paradise, so I guess it's worth it, right? I know, but actually, it is nice to get a little bit of change of weather because um, here in Florida, just like in Texas, it gets a little bit warm. But uh, it, it is a little bit of a tro- tropical paradise. But still, when we have 75 degrees weather as opposed to 90, it really helps a lot, Nathan. <laughs> and it is, I imagine it, does. it is hurricane season here. But thank the Lord, we really haven't had any uh, major hurricanes uh, to deal with this year so far. Well, praise the Lord, man. Praise the Lord. Yeah. So, Nathan, again, we're excited. Talk to us a little bit about Lamb Lion Ministry, your role there, your contact information, and how people can get uh, involved in that ministry. Lamb and Lion Ministries is a Bible prophecy teaching ministry, and our mission is to proclaim the soon return of Jesus Christ. We do that through a variety of ways, but most people recognize us through our television show, Christ in Prophecy, hosted by Dr. David Reagan and occasionally myself. We also have our website at lamblion.com or christinprophecy.org. There you can find a wealth of information about Bible prophecy, articles in the Lamplighter magazine, newsletters you can sign up for, social networks. Uh, We do a daily blog. Uh, There's just so much information that we want to give people about God's prophetic word. And my own role in the ministry is associate evangelist and web minister. So although I do go out in conferences and speak at churches and all around the country and even some places in the world, uh, my main focus is on the Internet and bringing the gospel to the 3 billion-plus people who are accessible over the Internet. And Nathan, that is fantastic. You know, it's really neat to be able to have um, these uh, mediums to be able to do so much to proclaim the gospel. So thank you so much for sharing that. We're also highlighting, Nathan, a wonderful book uh, here that you um, and your co-host there uh, um put together uh, regarding uh, the uh, 12 Faith Journeys of Minor Prophets, Nathan Jones and Steve Howell, and uh, that's still available, right, Nathan, and doing well. Yes, yes, uh, that's our book. It takes you through the 12 Minor Prophets, how each one of them had a challenge to their faith and what they learned, and how that could be applicable to us today. Uh, for instance, when you have challenges to your faith by peer pressure, or through devastating loss, or when you just don't feel like it. Those are some of the things that each of the different prophets went through and what they learned and so when when Steve Howell and I put that book together we wanted to make it a Christian living faith book but you also learn about Bible prophecy as well Ooh, that is fantastic. Thank you so much, Nathan. For those of you that are watching us live, we have that there in the Christ in Prophecy website. And you can also find all that information there and uh, order the book. It's uh, fascinating, Nathan. Now, thank you for giving me a copy. Uh, it's really, really neat, especially now that I'm actually going through the Minor Prophets myself, uh, Nathan. And uh, I've been stealing your notes, so I hope you don't mind. Hey, brother, I want people <laughs> to be able to use that book and get it out there. Uh, because we think it has an important message to really help people grow in their faith in Jesus Christ. And that's exactly Absol- how we made that book. That's right. And that's why we love to share information. So thank you, Nathan Jones, for um, sharing that. Also, Nathan, you and I, we man, we've been covering a number of incredible biblical prophecy books in a verse-by-verse manner. We, we, we've done uh, Revelation. <laughs> Uh, we've done Daniel, uh, we just covered Zechariah, uh, we touched on Jude and also Second uh, Peter. But Nathan, Second uh, Peter is filled with some incredible prophecies that people sometimes overlook. And when it comes to the subject matter of biblical prophecy and eschatology, sometimes people think that that's something that we thought of. But not really. As we look at Peter, he tells us really how biblical prophecy 
comes about. And uh, we, you and I touched on that a uh, number of months back as we talked about their first, uh, Second Peter chapter 1. So this time around, Nate, uh, I thought we'll cover Second uh, Peter uh, in a verse-by-verse manner, all three chapters, to continue to encourage people to dive into these small but yet powerful books that really cover a wealth of biblical prophecy. So I'm excited about that, and I, and I hope that um, our listeners and our viewers will also get a better understanding of this incredible book. So, Nate, I was so excited when you and I again did the first uh, segment, and I'm excited to see what God is going to do in this next segment. Oh, amen, brother. Amen. I, I find Second Peter, uh, all the apostles, really, and even the brothers of Jesus, they all wrote about Bible prophecy. It was an important yeah. thing to them. It, they kept it in mind. Now, as the centuries went by, people began to either lose interest or they spiritualized the Bible so that there really wasn't a rebirth of interest in Bible prophecy until the Puritans in the 1600s. But if you go back to the, the um, apostles, and they had a focus on Bible prophecy. Uh, yes. In fact, uh, the theologian Kenneth Gangle says that the purpose of Second Peter is to call Christians to spiritual growth so they can combat apostasy as they look forward to the Lord's return. Mm. That's a theme throughout the New Testament. Yeah. That Christians are called to spiritual growth, to evangelism, to holy living, as we wait for Jesus Christ to come back. Woo. That is fine. And you know, Nathan, you it's all about that. Yes, I'm sorry. Uh, you made a good point, Nathan, and that is holy living. And that's one of the things that we're going to notice is going to be encouraged uh, in the Christian life uh, as we look at Second uh, Peter chapter 1. So I love that, uh, that what you just read. So, Nate, would you be able to talk to us a little bit about Second uh, Peter, uh, a little bit of the background there and exactly what's going on as we move through uh, this book? Sure. Well, let me, uh, I, think, I think Dr. Gangle also had another summary that really, for me, it helps me understand what Second Peter is all about. Yeah. He writes, this apostle may be titled The Believer's Conflict in the Latter Days. The apostle opened and closed Second Peter with the theme of victory, but without the epistle, he focused primarily on how to live when surrounded by the problems and perplexities of the end time. After painting a landscape replete with false teachers, fallen angels, flagrant immorality, and flax scoffers, Peter charges readers, live holy and godly lives as you look forward to the day of God and speed is coming, which is in chapter 3. Faithful living in difficult times, that is a lesson Peter would have believers learn through this dynamic letter. And I think he said it best. Absolutely. You know, Nathan, that's that's awesome. And of course, when we consider the personality of Peter, I mean, you and I, looking back at the Gospels, it's just so much about this guy and how his life was transformed, right, Nate? And so many of us can relate to Peter, uh, that individual that we oftentimes say was always putting his foot in his mouth, right? Always impulsive. And yet we see what God did through him. Yeah, the personality of Peter, all those extremely loyal and faithful. He represented the average man. Matter of yes. fact, he, he's almost a personification. He's a rough and tumble guy. He's a sailor. He's probably had salty language. And we probably would find him in the bars. And, uh, <laughs> you know, oh, and just, he's a man of the earth. And then he runs into Jesus Christ. And he talks about a new way and a new life. And Peter's terrified through most of his He runs out on Jesus when Jesus needs him most. And even denies Jesus three times. And yet, after Jesus' resurrection, Jesus forgives him, and Peter moves on to feed the Lord's sheep. And he becomes a whole new person. The Holy Spirit comes over him. He becomes a man of of great integrity, of great passion for the Lord, of great love for the people around him. The Holy Spirit totally transformed Peter and turned him into a godly leader and one of the 
apostles, we, we still read 2,000 years later the writings of the Holy Spirit through Peter. Mm. And it's an amazing transformation to look at because that's the same transformation that happens in the believers' lives today. That is amazing. So, Nathan, there's a lot about Peter. I mean, really, the early church in the book of Acts started, right, with this incredible uh, sermon that he he preached. And the Bible tells us thousands of people came to know the Lord. Yeah, the Lord used Peter mightily. Matter of fact, uh, Jesus assigned Peter to be in, kind of in charge. Uh, he was the leader of the apostles, even though the apostles then spread out across the, the world and, and became their own leader of churches and things. Uh, by the time we're here in this letter, Second Peter, we're at the very end of Peter's life. Yes. It's likely about 67 AD. The temple hasn't been destroyed yet, but Peter's in arrest, arrested. He's in Rome, and he's facing death. And uh, the historical background is that Peter was crucified, and he asked to be upside down, so he wasn't crucified the same way of Jesus. Mm-hmm. So Peter believed in Jesus Christ. He was so sure of what he saw, of what God had told him, that he was willing to die, to die for his belief in Jesus Christ. And that's an example to us today that what he taught was the truth of the whole Mm. Holy Spirit, because Peter knew he'd be accountable to God himself if he preached anything incorrectly. Excellent point. And of course, uh, we find in the Gospel of John there where three times Jesus told Peter to feed his sheep and feed his lamb, right, Nate? And uh, we, we find such an encouragement now uh, as he's doing that by writing to us first and second Peter. So, uh, Nathan, thank you so much for that opening. And if you want to take us through the first verses, that would be fantastic. Certainly. Well, the first section of first Peter, uh, if you open your Bibles, it's a usual greeting that all the apostles did. That, you know, letter writing is a lost art nowadays. But yes. The apostles lived in a time where they, they only had letters, and, and so there was always these wonderful intros. And verses 1 through 4 read, Simon Peter, a bondservant and apostle of Jesus Christ, to those who have attained like precious faith with us by the righteousness of our God and Savior, Jesus Christ. Grace and peace be multiplied to you in the knowledge of God and of Jesus our Lord, as his divine power has given to us all things that pertain to life mm. and godliness, through the knowledge of him who called us by glory and virtue, by which we have been given to us exceedingly great and precious promises, that through these you may be partakers of the yes. divine nature, having escaped the corruption that is in the world through lust. Ooh, Nathan, that right there is an imp- a powerful opening and just even the promises as he opens up. And Nate, I love uh, bond servant, right? And uh, oftentimes people look at this and uh, it was another word almost literally for like a, a slave uh, to Jesus Christ, right? Sold out to the Lord. Yeah, I mean, well, how do you think Peter calls himself a slave to Jesus Christ? Well, I think too, Nathan, because once we give our lives to the Lord 100%, it's not like uh, we are slaves uh, like uh, those that you whip because they have to, but we do it out of love today. We lay down our lives in submission uh, to the Lord and doing whatever he calls us to do. I'm reminded of the uh, old tradition that was during the New Testament times where if a slave was freed, if a slave wanted to stay with the family, he would actually pierce his ear to the doorpost. He'd put a needle through his ear, pin himself to the doorpost, and was, it was saying, I am your purpose forever, I will serve you forever, and I, but I do it of my own accord. It sounds yes. painful to me, but that was how you said, hey, I'm, I'm sticking with you. And that's what Peter's saying. He, by choice, is, like you said, is serving the Lord. And yeah. as a bond servant, too, servant, he has been bought with a price, all mm. of us have accepted Jesus Christ as our Savior, have accepted the price that Jesus paid by dying on the cross for our sins and forgiving us 
by when we put our faith in him. So we are servants, but the Lord says we're even more than servants. We're also children of God. We are heirs, uh, almost like brothers to Jesus. So that puts us at a status unheard of with slaves or bond servants. Oh, excellent point, Nathan. Thank you for sharing that. Again, for those of you that maybe just tuned in, you're tuned into The Truth Will Set You Free, Bible Prophecy, TV, Radio Edition, Vic Batista, Nathan Jones, as we're looking at the prophetic book of Second Peter. If you're following us live via social media, whether it's Facebook, Twitcasting, T-Wave, if you want to post your questions or your comments for Nathan Jones or myself, you can do that. We have Enzo in the background ready to take your questions and your comment. We don't want Enzo bored. So we want to hear from you guys out there. We want to hear the feedback and that interaction. Uh, I think it's exciting. So, Nathan, when you and I talk about biblical prophecy, we don't want people to think that it's always just the same subject matters of gloom and doom and this and that. It's actually the Bible is prophetic. And it's here to encourage Christians, right, Nathan, to grow in their relationship with, with, with the Lord. And that's what you're doing in this introduction to be bond servants, to be slaves, to be faithful and uh, we don't, uh, that's something that is lacking today amongst Christianity, right, Nate? At least in the West, Christians really don't know persecution. If you live in the East, let's say that you're one of the Christians living in Iraq or Syria, then you know persecution. ISIS yes. is murdering you. You, you live constantly un, under attack, and, and you have that great faith because God is your only hope. Uh, here in the West, we put our hope in other things, our wealth, yeah. our insurance, our <laughs> friends, our family. And God is one of the things we put our confidence, but not the only thing. And that's a shame that yeah. true Christianity thrives under persecution. And for Peter, he was at a time period where the Jewish people, especially the Christians, were facing fierce persecution. Right. The Jewish people, just in a few years, would have Israel and the temple destroyed. Uh, so Peter knew... He, and he Peter knew personal persecution. He was about to be executed for his faith. Mm. So Peter knew to put his faith and trust in God. And we should put our faith and trust in God and God alone because everything else in life will fail us. Excellent point, Nathan. Uh, you know, Nathan, a, a movie came out recently called Ben-Hur. And uh, it's interesting how that movie uh, w- was shot and they kind of redid the area of Caesarea Philippi where they used to feed the Christians to the lions, you know. And, and Peter, he's writing in these times where Christians were being fed to the lions, right, Nathan? They were killed, they were hunted down. And uh, you're right, it's way different than than our persecution today is more emotional, you know. Someone says something mean about us and we leave church, right? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, you know, if someone puts a nasty meme on Facebook and we're all offended or, uh, uh, you know, they don't, I don't know. It's, we're, it's, they're microaggressions, which is a popular word now. You know, they're not the major aggressions. There's not a gun to our head saying, deny yes. Christ or die. It just doesn't happen here yet. I hope it never does. I hope right. we're raptured before it gets that bad. But that's the way the world is going. Because Jesus said that the world would hate us, us because of his name. And they do. They hate us because of his name. Mm. And so, as Christians, though, we live in a difficult time. And that's what Peter here is trying to reach. He's trying to reach Christians and Jews living in a difficult time to keep their eyes focused on Jesus' ultimate victory. And that's a message that was relevant in Peter's time 1,900 years ago. Mm. And that's a message that's relevant to us today. You know, Nathan, I love verse 4. As you were sharing that, I just love all of what we have in Christ. Can you read verse 4 for us, Nathan? Maybe someone is watching or listening. They don't have a Bible, so they can follow along with us. Sure. By which have been given to us exceedingly great and precious promises that through these you may be partakers of the divine nature, having escaped the corruption that is in the world through lust. Mm. I mean, I just love that, Nathan. All that we have, and I love because you say exceedingly great 
and precious promises. Not little uh, tidbits, but in Christ we have so much. What are the promises do you think that Peter is referring to here? Well, Nathan, that's a good question. Well, I know one of those promises is salvation through Jesus Christ and then also uh, being filled with the Holy Spirit as well as, you know, holy living. These are all things that we get as we're empowered uh, by the Lord Jesus Christ. Uh, because I notice uh, there he says, having escaped the corruption that is in the world through lust. And we get that through the power of the Holy Spirit so that we can walk holy and pure through this world. Amen. Amen. I think he's also referring back to, to verse 3. Divine power has been given to us all things that pertain to life and godliness. So Amen. we're promised all things that pertain to living, to be yeah. godly. Also, it says through the knowledge of him, so we gain the knowledge of him through his word, the Bible, and the Holy Spirit, who called us by glory and virtue, and that we have a promise that one day we will live in glorified bodies, we will Ooh. witness God's glory face to face, and we will live in virtue, purity, holiness forever. These are all amazing promises, promises that were bought by the blood of Jesus Christ. And so it's amazing. This is, this is just a greeting, right? But it's so <laughs> packed with doctrine and theology in it. And that's just the beginning. That's why we want to encourage anyone that is tuned into the program. Listen, I want to encourage you. Open your Bibles. Follow along with us. This is just the beginning of what is found here in Second Peter. Three small chapters, but powerful, packed with prophecies as well as encouragement. So, Nathan, you are absolutely right. So, yeah, and they continue to take us through this very exciting portions of Scripture. Can you say that again? Powerful packed prophecies? Powerful packed <laughs> prophecies. Listen, I studied all week for that. I'm not going to repeat it, okay? No. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Let's talk about powerful packed prophecies. <laughs> well, the next section is how we have faithful growth by being in the faith, and that's uh, verses 5 through 11. But also for this reason, given all diligence, add to your faith virtue. Yes. And to virtue, knowledge. And to knowledge, self-control. To self-control, perseverance. And to perseverance, godliness. To godliness, brotherly kindness. Mm. And to brotherly kindness, love. There's a lot there. I'll just stop right there because those two verses are packed. That, a lot of information. You know, Nathan, I actually, in my Bible, uh, I, I'll show you my Bible. Well, anyway, uh, but I wrote little steps like a ladder because what I noticed it was the growth process, right, Nathan? As we're adding to the Christian life these things, uh, we're growing in the grace and the knowledge of him. And I mean, each one of these, you would agree with me, it, it's like a mini sermon, right? It, it is, it is. It, it's, when he talks about living a life of virtue. This is virtue. This is virtue. This is giving all diligence at your faith. In other words, don't just occasionally go to church on Sundays and read your Bible once or twice right. a year. Maybe you pray when you feel like it. He's talking about being diligent and growing. And mm. Brother, I think that is one of the things that church at the end times lacks. We are the, definitely the church of Laodicea, yeah. the apathetic church. We think we're wealthy. We got it yeah. all. But we are poor, naked, and blind, Jesus says. Why? Not maybe financially or materialistically, but spiritually, we lack the excitement. It's like yes. an old marriage where a couple has been married for 50 years, and they're so used to each other. Sure, they love each other, but there's no passion, there's no excitement, there's no diligence. Mm. And that's what our relationship in the West is like to Jesus Christ. But no, Paul says, be diligent. Now, brother, when you're under persecution, yeah. you are diligent 
to know God. You draw close to God. You depend on God. And that's where we as Christians need to be. Wow, excellent point, Nathan. And again, for those of you that maybe just tuned in, you're tuned into The Truth Will Set Your Free Bible Prophecy TV Radio Edition. Vic Batista, Nathan Jones. Hey, as we're looking at Second Peter, this powerful book in biblical prophecy, there to encourage you. Uh, again, we're just looking at how the Christian life should be and what we can find in Christ Jesus. Nathan, you know, one of the biggest challenges as I meet with a lot of pastors and I talk to them and we have pastors conferences and all this is exactly what you mentioned, the temperature of the Christians today. I mean, it's like you mentioned in the book of Revelation, right? The Lord says, man, I either I want you either hot uh, you shouldn't be cold or you shouldn't be timid. And then what we find is there's no decision today, right, Nathan? Everybody's like lukewarm. <laughs> well, you love coffee, right, Vic? Absolutely. I think I'm having one here under the, yes, I actually do. Yeah. You, you are a coffee drinker. You like it hot and you like it cold, right? No. I, I, no. I, I, I like it hot. If I'm going to have a Frappuccino, I like it cold. Right. But you <laughs> like coffee that is just room temperature. No, absolutely not, Nate. Well, actually, listen, Enzo is back here in the background. He loves it, so he's waving at me because he likes it like that. See, I've got my coffee sitting here. I, I don't drink much coffee. But right now, it is room temperature. It is not hot. It is not cold. It is dull, and it's tasteless. It's not warming me up, but it's not hitting me with that good taste of coldness. It's just room temperature. God bless Enzo. But, man, most people don't like room temperature coffee. And Jesus Christ explicitly in Revelation right. 3 says he doesn't like room temperature Christians. Right. He doesn't. They're neither hot for him nor cold for him. They're just there. That's... They're boring. They have no interest in building a relationship. Right. They're just kind of taking up space. And Peter is saying here, if you're a Christian and you're living in the end times, and we are, that we need to be diligent about our faith. We need to be either, be, if you're going to be cold, be cold. You're a cultural Christian. Just go away, Jesus says. But if you are going to be in my camp, if you're going to right. be one of my children, be diligent, be excited, get to know Jesus Christ. And yes. diligence means getting to know Jesus through regular prayer, Absolutely. through Bible study, through fellowship with other Christians, to going to church regularly, not just once a year or twice a year, but you know, weekly, if not twice a week. Be excited about Jesus, mm. because Jesus knows if you're excited about him or not. Wow, what an excellent point. And Nathan, I think you just spoke to somebody out there that is maybe watching or listening to this program. And we want to encourage you. Listen, that's why we do these programs of biblical prophecy is to ignite your passion for Jesus so that you can be on fire for the Lord, so that you can make a difference in these last days, so that you can impact the life of somebody else. And it's true. Nobody really likes lukewarm individuals. Nathan, I think those are the most confusing kind of Christians because they're stuck sort of like in this carnality situation, right? And it's like... Like, man, just live out for Christ or kind of keep going. So I, I'm in agreement with you, Nate. Right. There are a couple of lukewarm coffee sitting there untouched. Right. And they're not growing or, or, or going anywhere. And Jesus doesn't want that for us. He doesn't want us to just sit there That's... and be lethargic and comfortable in our own little space. He wants us to be challenged. He wants us to yeah. be excited. You know, when, when I dated my wife, it was an exciting time period. It's still exciting, but it was an exciting time. We were rejoiced in each other. You know, if she was just dull and sat there and showed very little interest, the relationship never would have happened. Right. And God feels the same way. God is a, might be God, 
but he's like he built us in our in his image and yes his images that he gets excited when we get excited as well and we're not then why bother right and, and that's not yeah. what god wants for us excellent point and again we want to encourage those of you that are watching and those that are listening listen in christ you have such wonderful precious promises but it's through our relationship with him and that's what peter is encouraging individuals to have that to be bond servants for jesus christ listen maybe you're out there and you recognize man i am that lukewarm individual uh, maybe you don't know christ personally we want to give you an opportunity to come to jesus as we do every week nathan and i maybe you recognize maybe you backslidden from the lord well why not come back why settle for second best when you can have all these precious promises so nathan will you be able to talk to that man or woman on the other side or teenager or someone watching that maybe they don't have a relationship with the lord or maybe they backslid and they're just cold. Can you talk to them how they can return to their first love or maybe start their relationship today with the Lord? Well, I think Peter says it best in verse 4, that God wants you to be partakers of the divine nature, having escaped the corruption that is in the world through lust. Mm. And so right now, if you don't know Jesus as your Savior, you are enslaved to the world through your lust. Yes. Not maybe physical lust, but lust of food, lust of money, lust, the things that you desire that are not godly. God wants you to give those up because those are useless. Mm. Those will pass. They won't go with you into the eternal state. But the true treasure of life is knowing Jesus Christ, the, yes. the Creator Himself, as your Savior. And to know mm. Jesus as your Savior, you put your faith and trust to Him, and you accept Jesus Christ as the Son of God and Savior. And when you pray from your heart, something like, Dear Jesus, please yes. forgive me of my sins and be my Savior. Mm. And Jesus wants to respond to that. He wants to come to you and save you from your sins and yes. begin a new life with you mm. if you put your faith and trust in him. Woo, awesome, awesome. Thank you so much, Nathan Jones. And listen, maybe you are on the other side watching or listening and you pray that prayer. You honestly, earnestly want God to change your life, to be on fire for him, and you accept the Christ. Would you reach out to us? Maybe uh, call us at 305-992-9537. Uh, write to us. We're located at 1000 Foster Road, Hallandale, Florida, 33009. Uh, reach out to us and let us know that you accepted Jesus. And we want to send you a Bible. We'll send you a Bible so that you can grow in your relationship with him, so you can dive into the word of God, and so that your passion will be ignited uh, for our relationship with Jesus Christ. So we want to hear uh, from you. Or you can just simply blog there. If you're watching us on social media or listening to us, uh, let us know you accepted Jesus, and we want to rejoice with you. E even if one sinner repents, there is a celebration in heaven for that individual that has repented. So, Nathan, that was uh, awesome, just uh, the way that um, uh, the Lord led you there to open up these scriptures. And, again, just encourage people uh, 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 with this incredible book. So, again, for those of you that are watching, of course, we ran out of time for this uh, segment of the program on Second Peter chapter 1, looking at this prophetic book. We hope that you can stay tuned in the following weeks as we're going to continue to unravel these incredible prophecies here in Second uh, Peter. But Nathan Jones, unbelievable, man. Our time has run out already for this segment of the program. Where does it go? I know, I know, but it's always so nice to have you on, Nathan, and thank you so much for being part of the program. Thank you, brother. Appreciate you having me on. Awesome. Thank you so much. And for those of you, again, that are tuned in, uh, we ran out of time for this segment of the program. But listen, our lines will remain open. If you're in need of prayer, give us a call, 305-992-9537 or 321-END-TIME, 321-363-8463. We'd love to pray with you. So Vic Batista and Nathan Jones saying goodbye. May the Lord bless you and keep you. 
May his face shine upon you and look up because Jesus is coming very soon. Have a great day.